Hi there. Thank you for connecting with me and subscribing to the Living the Sky Life podcast. I'm a very tired and oftentimes overwhelmed autism warrior mom who has navigated the ups and downs of this puzzling disorder for 16 years and counting. My hope when creating this podcast was that it would serve as a vessel for connecting families with special needs children so we may share experiences and resources. But even more importantly, I want to create a community of support for one another through the tough times, which we know there can be many, and to celebrate the achievement of milestones, big and small, of our amazing kids. So thanks again for joining me on this journey and for tuning in for this episode of Living the Sky Life. Welcome back to Living the Sky Life. In this 44th episode of the podcast, I have the incredible opportunity to introduce to all of you another dynamic autism mom warrior by the name of Karen Culver. Karen is a lifelong Tennessean and currently resides in Knoxville. She received her bachelor's degree from the University of Tennessee, as well as her doctorate degree in pharmacy from the University of Tennessee Health Science Center. She has been a practicing pharmacist since graduating in 2002. Karen's middle child, Peyton, was diagnosed with autism in 2010 at the age of two. Since this time, their family has been on a journey to help Peyton reach his best potential. After visiting doctors and specialists around the country and trying numerous therapies, I'm sure we can all relate, Peyton is finally finding his voice with spelling to communicate. Karen and her husband, Chad, have three children. Evan is 15, Peyton is 12, and Caroline is five. When not working, Karen enjoys spending time with her family and time at the beach. So please enjoy my conversation with Karen Culver. So welcome back to Living the Sky Life for all of you out there listening. Um, My guest today, I like to call pretty much my new best friend. Um, (laughs) I saw a video testimonial of, um, of her on a a program that my son is starting and I, every word out of her mouth, I just related to. And I, and I told the, um, the therapist, I'm like, I have to meet this mom. I have to talk to her. So I am so glad that you agreed to be on the podcast so we can talk for everyone to hear. So welcome Karen Culver to the podcast. Thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Absolutely. So before we get into um, all of the spelling to communicate stuff that I am so anxious to talk more about, um, I want to move back to the story of Peyton's diagnosis. I really like to hear from all my guests about their journey, um, the minute that they their child was diagnosed, and just kind of how all of that played out in your family. I think each story is so unique and um, so important to share. So do you want to talk a little bit about his development and and when you started to see some some delays maybe with Peyton? Oh, yes, yes. Um, You know, Peyton, um, you know, he's 12 now, but when he was born, he, um, you know, normal pregnancy, normal delivery, um, you know, the only bump in the road, really, the first, you know, year and a half was he had a milk allergy. um, And that was something that was diagnosed, you know, when he was less than two weeks old. Um, But all of his milestones, you know, he met all of them. And um, I didn't see any red flags at all until when I go back and read my notes, like the baby book, you know, you, you kind of, you don't really worry. And I mean, we're looking at, you know, 10 years ago plus, so there wasn't as much information out there at that time. Mm -hmm. And, you know, Mm -hmm. they weren't screening as much as they do these days. So I wasn't really worried that he wasn't developing language, um, you know, until that two-year visit is when I realized when I was filling out the questionnaire that he hadn't put two words together at that point and so I started worrying and I think you know your mom instinct really kicks Mm -hmm. in and the pediatrician wasn't even worried I mean he was like you know this he's just two and you know you know because his physical milestones were there but you know his language wasn't and so from that point I guess probably 22 months on is when things just changed. Um, You know, he, he just went into his own world and, you know, he stopped looking at us. Um, So yeah, 22, 23 months is when, you know, the language, um, he basically stopped looking at us. The language development didn't increase. Um, He kind of went into his own world. 
he got really fascinated with rocks at the time <laughs> and just, you know, we knew, we knew that something was different, but you know, you don't know you, you're hopeful. You're hopeful that this is just nothing, you know, you read things and you're just, so we were just trying to not go there yet. And, you know, or like I said, our pediatrician was not overly concerned at all. I mean, he said, you know, we can do a hearing test, which we did. We did, um, you know, to rule that out. He had not had ear infections. Mm -hmm. In fact, I don't think to this day he's had an ear infection. He's been, you know, so it wasn't his hearing. Um, we ruled all of that out. And then he said, um, you know, he, he, he even recommended, you know, try things if you want, you know, so, you know, we kind of started going towards what can we do to, you know, help and line things up. But he said, mainly you need to get a, you know, we had to get an appointment with a pediatrician that could diagnose him. And so that was six months later, we had to wait. And did you do that there in Tennessee or were you? In, yes, in Tennessee. <laughs> yes. And local, it was in the town that we lived in at the time, That's rare. but we had to wait. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we, we went and that was probably February and then we didn't have the appointment. I think it was April. We didn't have the appointment till, um, September. So we had to wait a while and, um, that was hard, but I was like, we've got to get the appointment, you know, with a developmental pediatrician or whatever to make sure, you know, we just knew we needed to do it. So that time period, you know, Chad and I went back and forth, you know, it's not autism, you know, we talk ourselves <laughs> yeah. out of it and, you know, that struggle of back and forth. So we got the diagnosis, September came and it was September 2nd. I'll never forget mm -hmm. it, 2010. And, um, we went into the, the doctor's office and, um, she literally walked in and 10 minutes into the visit said, this is autism. And, you know, just, just broke our hearts really. Um, Cause we, we didn't want that, you know, and we weren't, we were hopeful that it was PDD or, you mm -hmm. know, something else. And, um, and was it that I just remember, I was just going to say, was it the diagnosis? And then you're like, okay, what do we do now? And they're like, well, you know, good luck. Here's the diagnosis. Yeah. I just remember her and we really weren't impressed with her bedside manner. And I remember I related to that in your book so much, but I remember um, her just talking about stuff I could care less about, about him eating Greek yogurt and going into, <laughs> you know, and I was like, you just told my, me my son has autism and you're talking about Greek yogurt. I, I just was, I was very, um, Chad and I both, I mean, we both were very upset and, it was, it was very um, hard for us to even get through the visit. I mean, we, we get out of there and I remember the ride home, which we, where we lived, we had a really pretty ride home and it was a sunny day. And I remember I got in the car and um, I had just recently changed my radio station to a Christian radio station. And now I look back, I think, you know, God knew I was going to need mm -hmm. that. Probably <laughs> so. so. Um, I got in the car and I will praise you and the storm was on. And I remember, Aww. I remember thinking, I'm not going to forget this moment because, you know, this is, this is, this is a storm. And I mean, I didn't know the kind of storm it was going to be at the time, but, um, but that was the beginning of, of that, our journey. And, you know, we, we mourned, I mean, we mourned, we cried. Um, we had family members come in and, you know, it was, it was really a tough, it was a tough diagnosis for our family. It really Peyton's was. Peyton's your first, right? He's my second. Oh, he's second. I have, a, I, I have an older son that's two and a half years older than Peyton. So, you know, we had a five-year-old and then we had Peyton, gotcha. you know, so it was, it was, um, it was a very hard, that was the hardest thing I've went through in my life so far, I would say was that day. <laughs> so would you say then, obviously, since you had an older son, um, did you notice things a little bit like with his speech delay a little bit sooner than maybe like what I did? Cause Skylar was my first child and people just kept saying, well, he's a boy and all these things. And I didn't know any different. Um, but with your, your first son being, I guess, neurotypical, right? Not really any delays right, or anything. Yes. Did it, did that kind of trigger something for you to just kind of know that something was off? You just didn't know what it was? Um, you know, Evan, my oldest son, he wasn't an early talker either. You know, he, he did start talking, but you know, you, he could have probably been considered delayed in some mm -hmm. ways with his language development. 
um, when I look back on it, because you kind of become an expert after you go through it, um, you know, as far as looking at, you know, signs and red flags. But, um, you know, I, I, we probably did gain some momentum in that sense that we were ahead of the curve a little mm-hmm. bit, because we were definitely, um, you know, I mean, he got a diagnosis at two and a half. And I, I would think, I don't know now, I would think that was pretty early back then, for sure. Um, yeah, that, that was pretty early. I mean, were you guys able to find services in your town um, for PT, OT, or mainly just speech, if that's what he needed? Yes, we were. We qualified for that um, up until age three. So he received um, speech, occupational therapy, and we even were able to get in on, I think it was 10 hours of ABA, nice. which, you know, we, we jumped on that because I, you know, I knew that was from what I had read, mm-hmm. you know, that that was what we really needed to focus on. So that's, that was our introduction into the ABA world really was, was when he first got diagnosed and we, um, you know, found out of the services that were available through the state. Gotcha. Yeah. I, I, hopefully people get a diagnosis early enough to take advantage of, of those services. I mean, they're a godsend when it comes to being diagnosed prior to three when before all of that ends, because if you didn't have that, you're really at a loss of who to even call. And then the wait lists, at least around here for speech or anything are always lengthy. So imagine, you know, waiting a year to get any kind of speech therapy for him. Oh, that's a nightmare. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Well, you know, just thinking about getting the diagnosis, you know, I mean, you wait that long and that those, those months are crucial. They really are when I, you know, look back on it. So, Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I think those, those, those months seem kind of like a, you know, it was kind of a blur in a lot of ways because we were just really heartbroken and, um, but then, you know, we shifted gears, you know, like you do as a mom and, a, you know, your parent, you, you just want to do what you can do for your child. So we dove in and we just shifted to what can we do to help mm-hmm. them. So then as he grew, um, toddler years and all of that, um, what were his behaviors like? Did he always have, cause I remember you telling me that he, um, you know, kind of bangs and hits a lot like Skylar and he's, you know, with not being verbal, he acts out in other ways to just kind of try to communicate with you guys. And, um, well, I think Peyton's, um, I'm sorry. No, 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 you're fine. You. Um, I think Peyton's thing with him, like he doesn't really like bang or hit so much, but you know, he does a lot of the hand flapping mm-hmm. and a lot of noises. Um, a lot of, he doesn't do it as much now, but when he was younger, you know, a lot of, he would squeal, um, um, you know, just, things that, you know, it would be a high pitched squill, mm-hmm. which he still does do that sometimes. And when he gets kind of into his, his rhythm of things that he likes to do uh, with his, some of his objects that he likes, but um, you know, behavior, you know, I will say like, I don't know, I look back and we, you know, we dove into ABA so intensely there for a couple of mm-hmm. years. And I do, I do think that that helped control a lot of his behaviors. You know, they, um, they taught him a lot of things that I wouldn't have known how to teach Peyton. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think of like, you know, come here. I remember they would put Peyton like maybe a foot in front of them and they would say, come here. And they would just grab his body, you know, not forcefully, but just to teach him the mean, I guess the meaning of come here, but, and then he would get farther away, mm-hmm. you know, come here and to where early on, you know, if we went into a department store or a grocery store, um, you know, obviously we were, would be in the stroller when he was younger, but you know, he learned that and he, he still to this day, if he, if I'm in another room and I say, come here, he comes to me. And I think a lot of the things that he learned, those, those kind of things were very beneficial, I think, because he was so young and it was really important to teach those things when, you know, he could really learn and, and learn to behave appropriately if needed to be. Yeah. And retain it. So that's, that's nice that he's retained it all these years. Right. Yeah. So I, I have to give that a lot of credit because I think those, those things with ABA were really helpful early on. And I didn't really realize it at the time. I was just kind of trying to teach him everything that we needed to teach him, you know, that they were telling me we needed to teach mm-hmm. him. Did they, did you or they work with him on toilet training 
um, was that something that you guys did as a team? We've tried so many times, and I just think that until Skyler can adequately communicate in whatever form he chooses, we're just not going to be successful with it right now because he doesn't have a way to indicate to us that he's full or he needs to go to the bathroom or any of that. So have, did you have similar issues or was that pretty easy for you guys? Um, you know, as far as, you know, that's a huge thing for us really, because toilet training, he was younger. We, we did do, we'd had a program that was through the ABA clinic that we were using and they, they showed us, you know, blonded out how to do it. So we, you know, spent the weekend in the mm -hmm. bathroom, you know, kind of like you would do with a, with a neurotypical mm -hmm. child, you know, you're like, we're going to focus on potty training. And so really, you know, it, it was very successful for urinating. We didn't have so many struggles and I'll back up on that because we still have struggles with that too. But um, as far as bowel movements like that, that really took for a little mm -hmm. while. And then I think he started having some gut issues and he was dealing with constipation. Yep. And, you know, so years later to, to present, we, we still struggle with that. And that's something that I've kind of, in my mind, it, I feel like it's a lot of his brain and body disconnect. I just don't think his body is, they're just not working together yep. on that. And, um, we, we still are, that's on my list mm -hmm. of, of a really, you know, I'm like, I really need to get somebody who understands what's going on and get some help with that. Because, um, as you know, like that, that is, that is difficult. You know, I mean, he, he'll go, you know, urinate and that's not the issue as much, but you know, the, the bowel movement part, you know, you kind of get to a point where you're like, okay, this is not cool anymore. Yeah. <laughs> um, yep. you know, mm -hmm. um, and I don't, and I don't know that, and I do know, I mean, Peyton, he doesn't want to be doing that. You know, he wants to go to the bathroom sure. and do it appropriately, but I just don't know right now that, um, it's just hard for him. It's hard for his body and to, to get all, all that worked out and him go and, and, you know, do it that way. So we're, we definitely struggle with that still. Yeah. I think that's one of the things that we've noticed with Skylar. Like he kind of has this tell that he does where he tugs on his waistband, but it's funny because we always used to think, oh, he's, he's tugging on it saying, you know, my, my stomach is full. Like I need to go to the bathroom, but he'll do that when he's maybe hungry or maybe he's got a stomach ache from something. He always is pulling on his waistband, just up and down, up and down, up and down. And I think it's because his stomach is doing something, but he doesn't know if it's hunger pain, if it's, I have to have a BM, if it's, you know, he's not sure what that is. So like you said, I think their stomachs are so, you know, just messed up and their brain doesn't really mm -hmm. understand what that feeling is to be able to describe it to us. So. Right. I do. I do see that. And I, I, I mean, I'm sure there's an expert out there who we can weigh <laughs> in on. Like, I, I mean, because even, even bedwetting, I mean, Peyton will have him void, you know, he'll go to the bathroom right before he goes to bed. And I would say five nights out of the week, he still will wet the bed. I'm right you know? there and you. I'm thinking <laughs> it's, it's in the, it's in the middle of sleep, yeah. you know, he's sleeping. And that right there is just a prime example of that, that pathway, that connection is just not, yeah. Um, so we just plan on every day we wash, you know, would you think I would have like five sets of <laughs> I do now. five mattresses? <laughs> I'm like, I need to do that. I mean, there's no reason I could just order my own Amazon, yep. but you know, just cause we're constantly, okay, we've got to wash the sheets, you know, like there's, there's a load in there now tonight yep. to put on the bed. So, um, but that's just, you know, that is just where we're at and it's the norm for me. I mean, I don't think anything about it anymore. Yep. It's, um, you know, where we're at. It's me too. I put a, I think I put a meme months ago, um, just on Facebook. Cause I don't know, I was kind of feeling funny that day, <laughs> but, um, that I could change a sheet in like under five seconds. Like, you know, I mean, cause we only have a fitted sheet and a mattress cover or, you know, waterproof mattress cover mm -hmm. on his mattress. He doesn't like a regular sheet or a comforter. He uses his weighted blanket. So, I mean, you know, some nights it'll just be the two sheets. Other nights it'll be the weighted blanket, the sheets, a pillow, like all this stuff. We're yeah. stripping. We're constantly, you know, changing sheets yeah. every day too. So. 
yeah my routine part of your routine (laughs) yeah you just and it you know it is what it is and you just roll with it the days that we wake him up and he's dry we're like buddy nice work i know (laughs) i have an extra five minutes in my day now because i don't have to do laundry (laughs) absolutely yeah that's always we all we get excited too so yeah i'm with you on that so how has peyton's relationship been with um, all of your kids. Do you, you have four, right? Is that right? I have three. three. I'm I sorry. Have, I lost, I lost yes. track of all of our things we talked about. Oh, you're fine. So you're fine. Evan, yeah, I have three. Evan is older than Peyton. And then you have a daughter. Yes. Caroline, okay. she just turned five. Yeah. So I have, you know, the 15 year old Peyton's 12 and a five-year-old. So we kind of spread it out quite a yeah, bit. Yeah. Well, um, that's busy still though. So how do they all yeah. interact together? Do they, you know, even before, you know, now that he's, his communication is a lot stronger, but kind of prior to that, was he, is he good around his brother and sister or was he, um, or did he kind of just go off on his own? He always, he used to go off on his own. And that's, what's really, when I look back and reflect on it, you know, used to, you know, when we were home, he would be on the other, you know, he'd be in another room or he would, you know, we were constantly, we would lock all the, we'd lock doors Mm -hmm. and, you know, we would try to like keep, keep him in with us because he didn't really want to be with us or so to speak. I thought he didn't, but he always, um, he was never, um, he's never been physical with, with any of any of us. Like we've been fortunate with that. Like he's, he's, he's always been, um, you know, very, um, calm about, you know, his physical, you know, within another person, you know? And so, you know, with Evan, you know, they, him being his older brother, you know, Evan kind of has always realized, you know, like with your daughter, you know, you don't have that typical relationship. So Evan, I think has respected Peyton and maybe stayed away a little and kind of, you know, but Peyton's always, I think, been interested in what Evan is doing. We just didn't know mm-hmm. it at the time. We thought it, cause his body language wasn't showing that. But when Caroline came along, I was worried cause Peyton was just um, seven when she was born. And I was worried that was going to be an issue with him, but you know, he, he's done great with her. And I think he, I will go over a lot of times and she'll be, you know, sassy and doing her thing and he'll just be smiling. Aww. So um, I'm thankful, mm-hmm. very thankful for, for his, um, his relationship with both of his siblings. That's nice. It sounds like he has a, a kind temperament. You know, there's, you read so many stories and all the other groups that I'm a part of and um, other parents I've talked to and even Skylar, I'll throw him in that mix too, where he, you know, hits himself or like I've said before, bangs and does all these things. And I mean, some of these, you know, poor families, the children and young adults act out so much that it's like property destruction in their home, punching holes in walls and breaking things constantly. And I mean, I feel fortunate that we're not in that position. Um, It's just, Mm -hmm. it's so challenging. So to know that he is not cruel to his siblings, um, pulling his sister's hair, things like that, that's, that's gotta be comforting at least for you. Yeah. You can leave him alone. And I think if you, yeah, I was going to say, if if you would ask Peyton, I mean, I think he's actually kind of addressed this because he was able to kind of sign off on her birthday card. But if anything, he knows that he does that gets on his, nerve his siblings nerves is sometimes he gets into their stuff you know like Caroline may have a a Barbie doll that has a shirt that the fabric is something he wants and to tear off or or you know and you know but really that's 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 getting better too like a lot of those kind of behaviors have improved but you know he and he he he'll get stuff that he's not supposed to, you know, of hers, but she never gets mad. Like, it's cool. She's always like, Oh, it's okay. Peyton. I don't know how that, I hope that doesn't change, but you know, there's, that's the, probably the one thing that, you know, there's not that physical thing, but there is a lot of times that he'll in the past, he's gotten a hold of some of her things that were her toys and, you know, and gotten them, but that's just normal siblings. You know. We all annoy yeah, each other. That's normal. <laughs> oh yeah, for sure. So that's cute. You know, with her being third, she's probably like, whatever, you know, she probably has the calmest temperament of everyone. Like what, I, you know, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's okay. Nice. I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll fix that tomorrow or whatever. You know, she'll just move right along. So it's, it's cool. It works out. She'll get that Barbie <laughs> shirt back when he's not looking. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Claim her items. Well, so, um, you know, obviously one of the, the main ways that we connected and and I reached out to you, um, was through the spelling to communicate program. 
I am just, I'm enamored with this whole process. And, um, you know, I know, you know, we had a great weekend last weekend with Kelly, the, um, the therapist that offers that treatment to Peyton and, and now to Skylar. Um, I was blown away when I heard about spelling to communicate. I mean, as, as you know, and everyone who's read my book knows, we've tried every single thing to try to communicate with Skylar. You name it, we've tried it. And nothing has really been successful for us. Um, and I have every hope that this will work for us as well as it's worked for Peyton. Um, but how did you get to the the place to, to find Kelly and find Spelling to Communicate? And then if we can go into just kind of what the program is and all the changes yeah. you've seen in Peyton these years, because I'm just so excited for your family with everything that oh, he's doing. I'm, I'm jealous <laughs> if I can I'll be honest Aww. and say that. I hope that we have the same results. So, um, well, thank you. I, um, you know, if you were to, if you were to say two, two, well, two years ago, I mean, we, we met Kelly and I think it was October of 2018 is when she first started coming. But if you were to tell me what we have seen, I would have said, whatever. I mean, I think I even said that in the testimonial because I, I feel like I look back and I'm like, I was so negative. Like I was, I was in the, the worst place when Kelly walked in our door. And I, I just remember thinking, okay, I'll just give it this a shot because we met her through a connection. Um, you know, it just always yeah, aligned. Just I who think you know. It's amazing yep. how things work mm -hmm. out. But, um, and you know, Chad, my husband kept saying, we need to talk with her. And he actually lined it up because I was kind of stubborn and just like, what's one more thing we're going to spend money uh -huh. on. And, yeah, you know, and, <laughs> um, so, um, when she came in, um, to our house to meet Peyton and us, uh, she was extremely professional mm -hmm. and, um, just very, um, I think the main thing I remember the most about that first meeting was how she, she just talked to Peyton, just like he was talking back to mm -hmm. her. And it was, nothing like I had ever seen before. And I'll never forget, you know, that part of it and just thinking, you know, we didn't do that. We didn't talk to Peyton the way she was talking to Peyton. And, um, you know, that, that's what I've gained the most. Well, a lot of things, but that's probably the most profound thing is I've learned is, you know, to talk to him directly mm -hmm. and, um, so she came and she started coming twice a week. Um, and at that time I was usually able to sit in on the session once a week and, um, the other, other session I would usually be at work, but it was a lot of those first couple of visits were, you know, kind of getting him to sit. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, he was, he was 10 at the time, so it was a little bit harder. He's kind of matured a little bit, but you know, she would, you know, work on that purposeful body movement. If he was, if his body was, you know, if he was flapping or just fidgeting, you know, she had things, activities she would do to kind of help show that purposeful movement and help his body calm mm -hmm. down or control it, control his body, mm -hmm. I guess would be, she could say it much better than I can. But, um, anyway, it just, she started on those boards and like she had those the three letter boards and it was uh, very basic. He was using a pencil at the uh -huh. time to poke at the letters. And, you know, it, it just started out at that point. Um, yeah. And it, it, it was a lesson that she would read to mm -hmm. him and it would be basically known questions that she would just read and what was so cool about it is he would get up he would wander all around the kitchen we have it set up in our kitchen yep. and I, I was thinking <laughs> he's not paying any attention to her and I remember thinking you know with ABA that was not allowed you know they they had him sit and if he got up you know it was like you know it was just a whole different yep. thing I had never seen and she just kept reading like he was completely listening to her and he was. Yeah. <laughs> What's the coolest thing about it? And I, I didn't know that that's what he's been doing all along. Um, is listening all these years, everything he has listened to us. And that's how he's gained so much. He's so super smart and we didn't know it because everything he hears, he doesn't forget. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I was um, telling um, my husband the same thing, like after her first day, she came up for the weekend because she does, she lives in Tennessee with you, obviously in your area and not up near me. So she just came for the weekend. And her, after her first session, I told my husband that I felt so horrible because I, all this time, 
you know, and it's terrible. And I, and I feel so guilty, but I, I'm sure I'm not alone in this, that because Skylar doesn't communicate with words and, you know, very little with pecs and things like that, I just assume that every form I've ever filled out and anyone that's ever told me that he's like a three-year-old cognitive level and all of that, that he doesn't know his alphabet. He doesn't know numbers. He doesn't really know any of those things. And then when she had him spelling and he was pointing to letters and, you know, she'd say point to the S, you know, where's the S and he would point to it. And I'm like, I mm -hmm. feel like a jerk because I underestimated him. And I'm sure he's mm -hmm. been underestimated his entire life. But I mean, the first time you saw Peyton spelling on those boards, were you just blown away at what they know? Oh, yeah. And I actually, I wrote this down, like to remember the story. I mean, not that I need, I just, I was amazed. The probably the most um, amazing aha moment with Peyton on the letter boards, um, which I wish I remembered the time. It was in 2018. So Kelly hadn't been coming long, but she did a lesson on the soccer team that got um, stuck in the cage. Mm -hmm. Remember mm -hmm. that, mm -hmm. that story? And it was all over the news. And she was asking him questions and, you know, the questions he was answering were questions she was knowledge that she had read to mm -hmm. him. So it was not anything that he was having to pull out of his previous knowledge, you know? So, um, I was watching him spell and then she said, okay, Peyton, I'm going to ask you this because I think he probably know the answer to this. And this question that she asked him was not in the lesson. And she said, um, where were the boys, you know, what country were they stranded? I can't remember the exact mm -hmm. way she asked the question. Um, but he spelled Thailand. <laughs> and I remember my mouth was like wide open. I started bawling. Cause I thought, <laughs> I said, how did he know that? And she said, well, think about it. You know, that's been all over the news. It's probably been on the radio everywhere. You know, he's been, you know, it could have been in a restaurant, you know, wherever he's heard it. And she said, you know, he, he picks up everything he hears, you know? And so that, that, that was the beginning of, there's a lot more in there that we don't know is in there. Mm -hmm. So, um, I like to remember that story because that was really the beginning of this is, this is really, um, what we need to be doing with Peyton. What I think is so cool about your story, um, and, and this spelling to communicate program that has been working for a lot of kids is you know, she was telling me that certain situations with you guys um, that you, you approved her to tell me. So <laughs> just in case anyone's oh, listening, yes, absolutely. Like, uh, there's yeah. no HIPAA violations here, but, um, but she, um, she told me about a situation where um, just, I think recently you guys were at the beach all day or something and that um, you guys all got in the car and then came home and you were fixing dinner and putting dinner on the table for everyone. And Peyton refused to eat. And she told me that normally you guys would have said, Oh, you know, Peyton, are you not hungry? I thought you were hungry. Do you not like this food? Let me make you something else. Like we all do to try to fix whatever's wrong with our child. If they're not doing something that they mm -hmm. normally would do that we bend over backwards, trying to fix it and figure it out because they can't tell us. And that now that you guys have these spelling boards and the ability for him to tell you, um, is answer all of your questions. It's so much easier for you now, I would think, to say to him, what's the matter? Why are you not eating? And she told me that he spelled out for you. You put me in the back row of the car and I didn't, you didn't ask me and I didn't want to sit back there and I'm mad or whatever. And you were like, I'm yeah, so sorry. Yeah, yeah. So is that accurate? Is that story somewhat accurate? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty accurate. Yeah. Because we, you know, on the way down to the beach, we have a, an SUV and, you know, the, the third row is always crowded, you know, like you're always back there. And so we had already lined it up to where we alternated between the three kids. And, um, on the way home, Peyton had got up really early that morning and we were just exhausted. It was the end of the vacation. So I remember driving home and saying, or Chad was driving, but I remember saying, we need to put Peyton in, we need to move him up and get him out. And the kids were fine and nobody was crying. So we just drove, like we barely even stopped. I mean, with, with everything going on, you can't really go in restaurants uh -huh. or anything. So we just kind of kept driving and just got takeout and ran in the gas station, you know, used the bathroom. Long story short, he was in the back the whole way. And, um, he, he was not happy with us when I got the boards out. And I, I thought, I wish I had it on here 
the exact, um, actually I do, I can read it out if you give me just a second, because it was super cool that he was able to express his frustration. And I thought, you know, then I felt like, you know, horrible. I was like, that was, you know, how many times have we done stuff with him through the years that he's been like, this is not what I want, but I don't have a way to communicate. Well, it. that's what I told Kelly. I'm like, I'm almost afraid when Skylar is able to spell to me because he's going to go, okay, I got a lot to say. First of all, <laughs> you know, I yeah. really don't like Qdoba yeah. like you guys think I do. <laughs> Second of all, yeah. I'm really mad at he'll you. He'll <laughs> probably, he'll, he'll make up for it. He'll be very wordy for a while. He'll just want to just express everything. That will melt my heart. Um, I will take every letter that he wants to tell me. She did say too, cause I said, I'm just so worried. It's been 17 years and I've probably gotten a lot of things wrong that he has needed or wanted. And I'm guessing, and I'm guessing the wrong thing. And, um, you know, I just hope he's not mad at me. I just hope he doesn't, you know, hold a grudge or resent me for things, you know, through all these years. And she said, that's the one thing I've noticed with all of my patients, all of my clients is that these kids, you know, forget, they don't hold grudges. They love you so much. And they just, you know, they, they don't, they don't yeah. operate that way. They have such kind yeah. hearts. Well, I mean, look, yes, they are very forgiving. I mean, I think that with Peyton, um, I think that they, they know the love, mm -hmm. they know the love you have. And, you know, it's, you're coming from a good place and they recognize, I mean, I, I know that I feel like with Peyton, he recognizes that. And, you know, we just doing the best we mm -hmm. can, you know, and, um, but yeah, that, this is what, um, we got home that evening and I said, what was the, what was your favorite part of the vacation? And that's a whole nother story. We were able to meet another child with autism, Aww. but I said, what was the, what was the, your least favorite part of the vacation? And he said, you making me sit in the back seat the whole way home. <laughs> and so that, you know, so what was funny, it was after that, we completely, we're still doing it. If we go out somewhere, Evan, or Peyton's in the front, like we're like, okay, you know, Evan, you're the older one, but you're in the back, you know, we're just letting him, we're making up for yeah. it, you know, and um, it's the little things. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, if that makes him yeah. happy, I'm sure people can oblige yeah. and let him, <laughs> let him sit where Yeah. Yeah. We, we, we just roll with that. So, so at, but that, that's, I, I'm sorry, to interrupt you. I was just going to say, so obviously it doesn't happen overnight. So would you say, um, when he really started being comfortable with the alphabet boards and pointing to, to letters and spelling out things for you, um, for you guys, was it, you know, a year in or so where he really understood you could ask him pretty much any question and he could answer you? Well, I will say this, you know, Peyton turned 12 in February <laughs> and that was before all the, you know, the COVID, you know, restrictions were in place. Mm -hmm. Kelly was able to be here and she was like his communication partner for the party, which was beautiful. Yes. Day. Like my, I remember my mom saying, you know, this has been the, probably the best day of my life because she was able to watch him communicate, you know, with everybody and say things, you know, as people come in the door, hi, you know, I'm glad you're here. And, um, but I remember Kelly saying at that party, she's like, you know, I think next year you'll be doing this. And I, I remember at that moment thinking, there's no way, mm -hmm. um, I'm not, I'm not Kelly, you know, like she's just amazing. And, um, and I will say with, with, the COVID restrictions and us being home, um, you know, trying to make a positive out of a negative. He has gained a lot of skills with me because I've been, I mean, I've still been working, but he's home more and I've been more motivated mm -hmm. to work with him. And so I feel like, you know, he's not getting a lot of outlet right now going to places he's home. So I find time every day to sit down and try to work with him. And, um, it's still challenging for me at times. There's times that I feel concerned. I, I, I didn't get it right. And I think that from what I've, I've learned is that's actually good. You really want to be very cautious because this is a very, you want their words to be their mm -hmm. words. And, um, and you know, if I, if I'm not able to get it, you know, I have to back up and, you know, go down to the, the three letter boards, but with Peyton with, with, for the most part, um, he he's pretty open with me i mean we we still have some struggles but the main thing that and i said all along if i can just know his basic wants if i can know if he wants a cheeseburger or chicken nuggets mm -hmm. or if he wants what and what the new thing we've been doing it's been really cool is 
he likes to watch. He's never wanted to watch TV. And now he's interested in TV because I think he's actually being able to tell me what he wants. And he'll say, I want to watch, he likes to watch the news, <laughs> which is kind of cool, which I think that's probably why he, you know, knew about Thailand. You know, mm -hmm. he's, he really wants to know what's going on in the world. So, you know, he'll say, I want to watch the news or he'll, he likes to watch the wild channel, which is like a national geographic mm -hmm. channel, but he can kind of tell me that now and feel like he's part of our family. And that's what I was saying before he would kind of wander into another room. Now, since we started spelling to communicate and we've talked to him and presumed his competence and really included him in everything, mm -hmm. he is with us in our house. We don't even have to lock our doors, Harley, like our bedroom mm -hmm. doors anymore because he doesn't wander off like he used to. And that's new. That's been since COVID started, yeah. really. That's been the last three or four months. And I really think I have to contribute, obviously spelling to communicate, but the fact that we learned to treat him competently and talk to him in a manner that he is, you know, he's, we talk to him like he's just a neurotypical 12 yep. year old. And I didn't do that before. I really didn't know. To, yep. Like you said, you know, yeah, for sure. And I think one of the things that was eye opening for me, for anyone that's interested in looking into spelling to communicate, and maybe there's a practitioner in your area um, with with Skylar, you know, one of the things that Kelly pointed out to me is that his motor skills, because of his hypotonia when he was little and all this stuff, he is still his gross and fine motor is still is still hard, hard for him. And like you said earlier, he has a hard time getting his body to do what he wants it to do. And um, it was such an eye-opening, really a revelation that she shared with me that, you know, when he's hitting or banging or doing some of these things, he doesn't want to do that. He, he's not, he's not a naughty boy and he's not, you know, acting out out of, you're trying to get attention. I mean, there might be some of that, but for example, like we did it at our kitchen table too. Um, cause we have a bench and it was just the easiest place for him to kind of be grounded. And he would, you know, point to a couple of letters, but he would stand right up and try to escape and try to get out. And then, you know, just the term she used instead of sit down, she, you know, talked to him more like, um, well, let's put our hips back, let's put our shoulders back. And he did that. Mm -hmm. But when we would say, come here or sit down, he doesn't necessarily know exactly how to tell his body to do that but he can tell his exactly. body to put his, put his hips back, if that makes sense. So yeah. it, oh, it's it a does. lot of the motor skills we're going to have to get before he can spell as fast as, because I've seen videos of Peyton's finger. And I told her, I'm like, how does Karen keep up? Like, how do you guys know what he's spelling? Because he goes so fast. I'd have to have paper and write down the words because, <laughs> I mean, I, I missed a couple of the words in his sentence because I, I'm like, oh my gosh, <laughs> he went so quick. Yeah. I missed it. So, I mean, there's so much to I learn. I think when you're, yeah, and you'll get it. I think when you're watching though, there's times with Kelly, I'm the same way. I'm like, what, 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 tell me what he just did. Cause I missed that. Mm -hmm. You know, like I, I think when you're in charge of you're in that hot, I call it the hot seat. <laughs> like you're kind of, you know, you're kind of more like, okay, where's he going? You know, you, you try to, you know, keep up with it better. Um, but when you're watching it, it's easier to, you know, yeah. to kind of get off. But, um, yeah. Um, I agree though. That's, that's probably, I can't even rank all the valuable things I've learned from spelling to <laughs> yeah. communicate, but, um, that's, that's way up there is the brain and the body disconnect. I did not ever get that. And now Peyton has actually been able to express it numerous times that he cannot control his body. And, um, to give you a good example, I mean, we were at the beach a couple of weeks ago and he, we had a, we got a level, a balcony, a second level. We didn't, we can't go up high because he climbs. Yes. That's a problem we've struggled with, you know, most of his life. And so we got a, a condo on the second floor, still a balcony, but it was much less. So the whole things that we have learned, everything's been valuable with spelling to communicate, but the one one thing that the brain and the body disconnect, a lot of things Peyton does with his, that he's doing is, is not what he wants to do. His body is, is kind of in control over his brain. The last morning we were at the beach, he climbed on the balcony and granted it was just a second floor level. He still could have fallen mm -hmm. and been dangerously hurt. So when we got home that afternoon, 
um, after, you know, talking about him being in the back seat, I asked him about the balcony and um, he said that he was scared. He was scared he was going to fall. And, the, you know, he basically expressed that, you know, that's, that, that he didn't want to do mm -hmm. that. And it, you know, it's hard for us to understand over and over that the, a lot of the things that they do, they're not wanting to do. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, it, that's, that's been very valuable to me because it's helped me with my frustration towards his behaviors, sure. because I understand that he doesn't necessarily have that control yet. And we, we've got to help work through that. And, you know, we've learned a lot about that um, through Kelly, um, you know, breaking up that pathway or, you know, changing things up to kind of help work through those struggles with mm -hmm. him because, you know, he wants to be in control of his body and, um, you know, it's hard, it's hard for them. And, uh, I've really been thankful that I've learned that, um, cause it's really helpful in parenting him. Yeah. And I've appreciated, I mean, like I said, I just got a short time with her and I'm going to be on my own, but she'll be zooming in. So I'm really gonna have to get a handle on this. But like you said, I I've kind of, I've learned so much more about my parenting and there's always adjustments mm -hmm. I can make. And, um, you know, we, we have some of the child gates, um, just kind of blocking off our living room so that he wouldn't keep going into the kitchen and opening and slamming the microwave door a thousand times and, you know, opening, mm -hmm. closing drawers, all that stuff. And I asked her, I said, you know, is this bad? Like, I feel bad. Like I'm caging him in, in a way to a small area, I, but I don't know what else to do because if I don't, then he does even more damage in other rooms and they're all connected and stuff. And she said, no, actually this is what he needs because, you know, she watched him just very briefly and, and she noticed it right away. It's kind of a pattern, you know, he'll swipe mm -hmm. the stuff on the mantle. Then he goes to the TV, he knocks on the TV screen and then he'll go pull the curtains and then it's a loop. And then he goes right back, you the know, loop, and I'm like, yes. no, Skylar, you know, we're not touching that hands down all the things. And then he goes mm -hmm. back to the mantle and he cannot control it. So knowing that I'm, I'm hopefully <laughs> going to calm down yes. my frustration, my temper, my patience with him and all of that, and kind of give the kid, you know, just kind of throw him a bone a little bit. Like, okay, maybe you're not trying to like irritate me. <laughs> maybe you really yes. don't know how to stop and you can't control your body. So that's going to be the hardest thing yes. for us is to just, you know, well, you said the word loop and you know, that's, that's a normal word to me now. I didn't know that. I didn't know how to interpret that before, you know, we've learned from Kelly, but you know, breaking that loop is so important. I mean, just, you'll, you'll be amazed if you can just change up one thing. Um, you know, Peyton was climbing on our door in our hallway. He would, he's like Spider-Man, <laughs> but he would like get on the door and, you know, and he would stand on the door and then he would think, Oh, okay. I'm going to stand up here and I'm going to pee on the floor and, you know, drive me bonkers. Cause I'd have to clean the pee and mop the floor. And, you mm -hmm. know, and I, I mean, I, you know, he can, he pees in the toilet. So I was frustrated mm -hmm. and a lot of frustration. And so I ended up, I don't even know what made me think, but I was like, I need to break the loop. So I put a blanket down there in the floor and he stopped doing <laughs> Isn't that funny. It was just something so simple, you know, and I thought, you know, but if, you know, if I were to tell people, you know, they would think that's hilarious. I mean, it is, you know, but that's what it took to break that loop, that, that motor pathway, mm -hmm. I guess, you know, just as far as like stopping that behavior. Right. Um, so yeah, those are, and those are such valuable things because it helps, helps your day, you know, it helps you have more peace of mind and not get frustrated. Yeah. And I keep thinking, okay, he's 17. How has no one told me this before? I mean, the countless therapists that have come through here. And, you know, I mean, I'm just shocked that this is like newfound knowledge that I have all these years later. And, you know, it was, it's just so funny because we would watch him. Some, she kind of set up little obstacles for him in his room, like stepping up on like a 25 pound plate, like a weightlifting plate that we had. And he would mm -hmm. lap his room kind of in circles and then get a little closer to it and maybe touch a toe on it. But she wanted him to step up with both feet. And then he would walk away again, but the circles got smaller and smaller. And then he, it's almost like you could watch him will himself to mind over body to do it. Then he just walked right mm -hmm. over to Kelly, to the, to the plate, stepped up on it with both feet and stood there for a second. And we went crazy and he smiled. Aww. He was so proud of himself. 
And she's like, see, yeah. I mean, he, but she had him do it two more times and he couldn't do it right away. Again, he had to kind of make some circles and do his thing. But that just simple mm -hmm. movement is something that it would be huge for us because it's just like stepping up on a scale at the doctor's office to get your weight. And he can't do that. Mm -hmm. He panics when there's a um, elevation change. Um, he just, he, even going from a, like a hardwood floor to a carpet surface, he's mm -hmm. real nervous and he lifts his foot up and is, doesn't want to put it down. Even if it's level, his, you know, he's he just, he yeah. gets scared that, that it's going to be a, a little bit of a height difference or something. So it's just so neat to watch their brain work when someone is explaining to me, this is what's happening. This is what you're seeing. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. it's cool. It's so cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. it's also frustrating and puzzling, but it's neat. It is, but you know, it's a beautiful thing when you see how, you know, to see that smile on his face mm -hmm. and to see that he was probably, he was probably really proud, mm -hmm. you know, that he, he had that control and you know, that he, you know, he wants, he wants to be able to do all of those things mm -hmm. and, you know, and it's, um, and I, I do think that that's the big piece that we have learned the most is, um, is that, you know, you, you just really want to try to include, 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 I mean, we have, we've really learned that oh, there's a lot of things like riding a bike, you know, that Peyton has expressed interest in that I didn't think he cared to do it, but it wasn't that he didn't want to, is that his, it's hard for his body. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, we've tried, Kelly's been working with that with him some and, um, you know, it's just, um, it's just a whole nother outlook mm -hmm. that we've learned, you know, and it's, it's been, it's been amazing for our family. Um, you know, we, we still have our struggles, sure. you know, it's always a challenge with any child, but, um, you know, it's been, um, it's been definitely a, a really wonderful experience since we, um, started spelling to communicate it's opened up a lot of doors for Peyton and his life um he's just a lot happier and I think it is because we we talk to him in an age-appropriate way and we really include him in conversations now and you know we didn't know to do that so you can't blame yourself looking mm -hmm. back but now we do know and I think that's why he's a lot happier and he those behaviors have gotten better. I'm sure your family's happier too just a hap happier environment for everybody to live in yeah. Yeah. And like our extended family, um, you know, we've kind of all educated them and they've all just been so supportive and, you know, they, they, whenever we were on the speaker, I'm on a speaker with them, they, they talked to Peyton, Aww. whereas before they didn't, you know, the, but he didn't talk back, but they still talk to him, you know, and include him and, um, cause they know that he's listening and he's part of our, of, of it. you know, he wants to, he wants to be included. Of course. You know, they, they, they just, you know, feel that. So, yeah. um, well, speaking of, of smiling, I mean, what does he enjoy most? What makes him really, really happy? You know, it changes through the years. Um, I would say right now he, um, he really loves to be, um, obviously included in our activities, our family activities. He does love the ocean. He loves when we, we go, he loves to be, watching the waves come in. Um, that's a really fun thing for him when we get to do that. Um, he loves um, showing off on the letterboards, <laughs> which it's kind of been funny because um, he really, he wants to show people that he is smart out there all these years of not being able to communicate. Um, I think that that's probably his happiest times is when he's on the letterboards with Kelly specifically. Um, so that's probably something it's probably the ranks at the top. He loves listening to um, our um, Alexa right now. His favorite, I have to play Mercy Me, which um, it's kind of funny because I'm thinking, is he not tired of listening to that same songs over and over? But he loves, he loves Mercy Me. Anything Mercy Me sings, he loves that, playing that. And um, I don't know. The future's bright for him. Yeah. He's really, he's really wants to get his education. He's voiced that. Um, he wants to um, catch up, so to speak, because he's been in a, a setting at school that's been special needs. And I think he's with this opportunity to show what he can do. He, he really wants an education and he really, we've learned that he wants to be an advocate. Like it's kind of crazy to see I don't know where the future will go with, with, 
what what we can do with that but I think he wants to help other kids like him um, that don't have a, a way to communicate you know to speak you know the non-speaking population I think Peyton really wants to help um, and he adores Kelly so I think he really wants to spread the word. Well, it doesn't hurt that she's cute. I know Skylar like has I a crush know. on it too already. <laughs> I know, I know, I know for sure. I know he, he, he loves when she walks in the door. That's for sure. Well, I know he wants to be an advocate because, you know, just with our conversation that we had over the phone, he wanted to make sure that he sent a message to Skylar, which about made me cry on our phone conversation that he, you know, mm -hmm. wanted Skylar to know that Kelly is amazing and that she's going to help him. And I'm like, Oh my God, I'm going to lose it. <laughs> That's the yeah. serious thing. Well, he does, you know, he does, he wants to, and I, you know, I want to, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm really, um, you've been so cool to have this connection with you because, you know, like I told you when we talked earlier, you know, I've kind of, been in the shadows and just trying to, you know, but I'm thinking, you know, Peyton's, he's going to pull me out of this. Yeah. And he wants me to, he wants to, you know, I feel like it's all going to be motivated by him to really, um, you know, help other people that, you know, that everybody deserves a voice. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, that's one thing that I think he really, he feels very driven to do is to help, help, help others that, can't speak now to be able to communicate. Aren't you guys, are you, are you and Peyton doing a conference or something? Are you guys speaking at one? I thought Kelly mentioned that to me. We're supposed to, okay. I hope it yeah, works I know, out. With yeah, COVID. In, I think it's in September. Yeah. yeah it's, um, yeah, would, I hope, I hope that works out. Cause I, I think that, um, you know, it would be, I, I always want to go where he wants to mm -hmm. go and do what he wants to do. And, um, he's, he's made it very clear that this is, you know, he wants to spread this, this spelling to communicate. Yeah, that would be crazy. so motivational. And that would be a good jump start on his advocacy, you know, to, to share yeah. his, his journey and yours too. I mean, I think, you know, when we talked before we were both in the same place or I'm, you know, I'm slowly coming out of it, but you know, just, we kind of had tossed up our hands, like, well, you know what, they're never going to talk or communicate really. So We'll, we'll just kind of, you know, move on and do other things and we'll just try whatever and we'll get what we can get out of them. Not like we're giving up, but it's just, it's so, you just run yourself ragged with trying so mm -hmm. many things. So to have found something that really works for your family, again, I really hope this works for us too. Even a variation of it, if Skylar's in motor can increase and we can get some spell, a little bit of spelling out of it, mm -hmm. I'll take it. I mean, I will take any any positive strides forward, um, that we can get, Oh yes. <laughs> you know, it's worth it. Yes. Oh, it is for sure. You know, and you know, that's all you want. You know, you want, you want them to be, um, to be able to communicate in some way, and then you want them to be comfortable, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, so I think it's kind of cool. We, we crossed paths because uh -huh. I, I do, I, I know, I feel like I was, I was there, you know, after all the years of, and I even went through and, you know, you read through things, you know, I used to journal a lot more than I do now, but, you know, read through things and it's like, that's over and over, you know, mm -hmm. I'm still, we're still trying, we're still <laughs> pushing and we're still, you know, and there was so many positive stories of kids and, you know, like, you know, you kind of get, it's easy to kind of go into that pit of like, oh, you know, where, where are we? And, yep. you know, you know, so I think it's, um. I'm glad. I'm very, um, I'm very hopeful. I'm very hopeful for you guys. Thank you. Well, if, you and I feel like, you know, Skylar has a lot of, I'm sure with, with, with just having a successful weekend, I think that's awesome. Yes. Yep. You know? I'm not letting Kelly out of my, out of my sights. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you can text me. I'm like, Oh, believe me, I will. <laughs> yeah. I want to get this right. Cause I'm going to be his therapist. So we'll see how that goes. He'd probably do better if Kelly yeah. lived here. So, but I would never ask her to well, move and take her from you guys. <laughs> well, I was going to say though, I mean, just from the things that just, I spoke with you and after reading your book, I think you could, you could definitely, I think the Scott, I think it's cool. His name's Skyler. Yep. Cause I think it, there's a lot of symbolism in his yep. name, but I'm like, you know, I think with you too, the sky's the limit, well, sure. you know, like you really, you really have, um, you have a gift too. So pat yourself on the back and, and just run with it. Cause I think that, um, 
you'll you'll do well. Well, thanks, Karen. I appreciate you sharing Kelly with us. <laughs> um, oh, well, thank yeah, you. Yeah, if there's anything, um, I guess to close, you know, if you could go back, um, not even maybe when Peyton was diagnosed, but um, just in the last few years, maybe when you were frustrated and, you know, none of these services were really working, um, is there anything that you would kind of go back and give yourself some advice or or give yourself a little bit of a break um, and anything that, you know, maybe would help another parent that's kind of in our situation at ch children the same age or younger that aren't verbal yet or anything like that. Would you want to share anything that you've thought about? Um, oh, Not to put you on the spot. <laughs> I know. No, I, I mean, that was the hardest, that was the hardest thing. If I look back when I, go, when I go back on that, our journey and, um, because, you know, I would say to any young or any parent that has a newly diagnosed child, you know, you're, you're gonna, you're gonna go through a plethora of emotions. Uh -huh. I mean, it's gonna be a struggle. You're gonna, you know, and, you know, you don't want to hear that when you first get that diagnosis, you don't want to know. It's almost better to not know, you know, kind of what could happen coming, you know, in the years ahead. But um, I would say, you know, for one, um, you've got to have a good core of friends, family around you. Um, that was very important. Um, I think to have that support system, but, um, you know, you're going to do a lot of research and you're going to look into things and there's a lot of information out there, but, um, you know, really, I don't know the right wording, but I think that there's a lot of things that we tried that I look back on and I, I'm like, you know, I really don't know that that I would have done that, you know, mm -hmm. I, I was on more of a recovery path. Um, I, I just, you know, we really wanted to do what we could do and, but love your child, mm -hmm. love them, love them wholeheartedly and treat them just like you would treat a neurotypical child, you know, include them, love them, um, you know, wrap your arms around them, you know, whatever you have to do. And, really um try the things that make sense i right. guess is what i would go back you know the, the back the science and the things that really are proven that help and um you know don't get lost in the negatives you have to mm -hmm. find the joy um it's a lot of um ups and downs but you know each milestone or each thing they do count your blessings, enjoy the the good and the beautiful things that they're doing and try to not get lost in the hardships because that's easy to get in that pathway too. Um, and I, I've learned more, the most I've learned since Peyton's gotten older is now is, you know, really just, I, I do, I've learned to talk and treat him just like a typical 12 year old. <laughs> I talk to him directly and include him in conversations I do have a lot of regrets looking back that I talked about him in the mm -hmm. room as if he wasn't there. And that's probably the biggest regret I have. I wish I would have not done that because I'm sure I probably said some things that were probably hurtful and, you know, not that I meant to, but I could have been having a bad day and, and said things. Yep. So, um, you know, that's, that's probably something I, I, I try to really focus on now is, you know, when I walk in the door, I, I greet him and I come talk to him and I'm like, hope you've had a good day. And, you know, whereas before I thought, well, he's not paying attention, but he is, mm -hmm. <laughs> I've learned he's paying attention to everything. Yep. They're, they're always watching and, and observing and listening. So I think that's excellent yes. advice. And of course you can't beat yourself up. You know, it's, it's great. I feel like to, I ask this question of everybody because we didn't have this when when Skyler was diagnosed mm -hmm. and so many other kids that are his age and older we didn't have podcasts we didn't have all of these amazing facebook groups and and people to talk to mm -hmm. so i mean <laughs> we were kind of doing it wrong or doing it on our own or just kind of winging it mm -hmm. so i i just highly encourage anyone that has questions and that has a newly diagnosed you know younger children to just use all these resources just kind of like you said weed through the negative there's always going to be people that are negative about every single thing with autism, but there's a lot of successful parents who have tried the right things, done the right things. And, you know, they're always willing to share 
this community is amazing yes. with experience. So we just need to tap into it and just yeah, ask for help. Yes. Ask for help. Absolutely. <laughs> and they, they really are like the, you know, I think that I've learned too, that, you know, Peyton, his, his mind and the way he, he is, it's, it's, it is a beautiful in his mind and the way it works is really beautiful in a lot of ways. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's deficits with his body, but like his, his mind and his what's going on and how he can, now that he's able to express more things, I've really saw how, um, how, how lucky he, he remembers everything, you know? And I mean, there's a lot of, you know, you do, you have to look at that and think there's a lot of positives and a lot of things that, you know, that he, um, he's really, um, way more smart than I am. You know? <laughs> so I just think that that's, that's the cool thing about, um, where we're at now is just tapping into that after all these years yeah. and seeing that. It's beautiful to see, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, thank you so much for being open and sharing your story and telling us all about Peyton and your family. I, I just, I cannot meet enough people and hear enough stories. I love every single one of them. And I'm just so glad to have a new friend. <laughs> oh, <getting> <laughs> I know. I know. I, I'm, thankful for you. Like I said, when we talked you know, a couple of weeks ago, I was like, wow, she's really, you know, the real deal. So I'm, I'm excited for our connection. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. I'm pretty, I'm pretty blunt. Take it or leave it. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you so much. And, um, um, I know we'll be talking and, um, sharing Kelly's stories from now until whatever. Yes. <laughs> so, yes, I can't wait. I'll have to We'll have to keep this connection going for Absolutely. sure. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much. Have a good evening. All right. You too. Uh, thank all right. You. Bye. All right. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Living the Sky Life and we'll tune in for the next episode coming soon. If you haven't already, please subscribe to the Living the Sky Life podcast within Apple Podcast, Spotify, and Google Play so you'll receive alerts when new episodes are released. Subscribing is the best way to ensure you don't miss a single episode. If you like what you hear, be sure to select the five-star rating, provide feedback, and share Living the Sky Life with others. Thanks again for listening.